Welcome to Picture Focus Let's Chat Therapy with Saida and Alicia, where we have weekly conversations centered around mental health, self-empowerment, or relationships that provide growth, healing, and knowledge around the transitional periods that women go through in life. I'm your host, Saida Spencer Artis, a licensed marriage and family therapist and owner of Focus Therapy Clinic in Southfield, Michigan. Joined by our amazing co-host, Alicia Jackson, a licensed professional counselor. It is our mission to provide a place for women to listen, learn, and laugh while constantly evolving. We hope you enjoy listening to the show. And please remember, this show is not meant to be a substitute for working with a licensed mental health professional. Hello, and thank you for joining us for Fix Your Focus, Let's Chat, Therapy with Saida and Alicia. Um, so if you're new to the podcast or if you are an old listener, um, we have added an awesome addition, and her name is Alicia Jackson. Uh, she is a licensed professional counselor. Um, so say welcome to her. Um, today, the guest that we'll be interviewing, her name is Cassandra Johnson. Um, Cassandra is the CEO of Destined to Be Great, an executive coaching company focused on helping professional women reduce stress, improve their time management skills, and ultimately create a personalized life harmony plan. Um, she is a certified professional coach and energy leadership master practitioner. In addition, she is a sales and marketing professional with 20 plus years experience in branding, marketing, and consulting with several five. Fortune 500 companies. Um, she also is an advocate for empowering women. Um, contributing, she's a contributing author, author for the books Leadership, Helping Others to Succeed, Wealthy Direct Saleswoman, and Women Crushing Medi- Mediocrity. Um, so thank you so much for joining us today, Cassandra. Thank you for having me. Uh, one of the questions that we wanted to kind of talk about and just the focus right now is um, creating a toolbox for women, right? And so all of the things that go into creating this toolbox, whatever it looks like, so professional, uh, financial, um, spiritual, mental Mm -hmm. health, all of those things. And what better way to start this season than to talk about what it means that you spoke about in regards to creating that space of a life harmony plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. You you pretty much hit it on the head because you, we hear a lot about work-life balance. Absolutely. And we know work, work is clear, but that life bucket, that's a lot of stuff in that life bucket. So it's, it's not a two-dimensional thing. So in terms of harmony, it's looking at all those areas you talked about, looking at your finances, looking at your career. And a lot of people want to lump career and finances together, but they're not necessarily, you could have a great career and and your money might be funny and your change might be strange. (laughs) So, you know, looking at your health, looking at the, the quality of the relationships that you have with family and friends, looking at whether you're, you know, how you're taking care of yourself and all the other areas. So that that's those are all the things that kind of round out your life. And when I think about life harmony, the way I created this wheel of life, because a lot of coaches use that, but I actually put spiritual in the center. So 
that is because that's your foundation. That's your that's the core of who you are. That's how you operate. That that's what drives you. And then everything else is a spoke around that wheel. So spiritual's in the center, and then you might have career if you have you know work a job. If you have a business, some people put again work and business in one bucket, but it's really two two buckets. Or for however many businesses you have, each one of them is a spoke. Um, your your health is a spoke. Your finances is a spoke. Um, relationships is a spoke you know, your family, because some of those things are separate, that may be a spoke. So that life harmony uh, plan is really looking at every single area in your life. And then you'd get to define what success looks like in those areas versus other people defining it for you. So I think that is, that's empowering for women to be able to define their own um, harmony for themselves. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes there's so many outside forces Mm -hmm. trying to (laughs) dictate, Mm -hmm. mandate what uh, that harmony should look like. And Mm -hmm. so giving a woman that voice that's so empowering, that's so so dynamic. And I'm wondering how how that works in your work with, um, with finding that harmony, how to help women be able to have their own voice create what their own harmony looks like outside of that yeah I uh, the women that I work with um, we talk about professional women and they're super you know super women they're doing the most doing everything you know we feel like we got to do everything and we don't and so um, I really start with their energy one of the things in that is in in the toolbox that I use for my clients is the energy assessment and it Mm. looks at how you manage stress it looks at how you manage stress on a normal level, and it looks at how you handle stress when things are extremely stressful. And so that energy leadership uh, program, it was from my coaching school that I went to, so I'm licensed to actually provide those assessments. And it gives you an average resonating level, and it, it kind of digs into seven different, different levels for your energy and kind of just shows how you handle life and and work and other things and what's causing that so it allows me to kind of give a start get a starting point with a client and find out really what's going on that's the first thing they do is do that assessment and we do it a 90 minute debrief and that really kind of digs into okay what's really going on Mm -hmm. then we go deep (laughs) then we go deep but that's the starting point that's awesome what happens when the energy in this assessment is off, right? Mm -hmm. I have a vision, I know what I wanna do, Mm -hmm. I know where my interest is, Mm -hmm. but for whatever reason, my energy in this area or my focus in this area is way on the opposite side of Mm -hmm. what I'm saying that I really wanna be able to do. That we, that's where we really got to dig in. And the, th- the one thing I can say as far as coaching clients, everybody's not coachable. So it starts with that. <laughs> that part. Okay. That part, right. Yeah, that part. So everybody that says, and I'm, I'm one of those people, I've been doing this long enough, been doing this 11 years. Mm-hmm. If you're not coachable, I can't work with you. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, for me, I go deep with clients. And it's like, you know, you want to go from where you are to the next level. Well, that that may require to go a lot deeper and get real uncomfortable yeah. mm-hmm. with some things. That because the reason why you hire a coach is to take you to the next level. Absolutely. And if you're not willing to go deep and do the work, then what's the point? Mm-hmm. So it, it really kind of starts with that. 
And then if that's an area, that's that's the assessment will help you really identify what is pulling on you, what is really kind of draining that energy. So that's one of the areas that we then go even deeper on, um, among other things. But we will definitely go deeper on that. And again, it's, it's sometimes a painful process, not in a bad way, but painful in that you got to deal with this. You can't keep putting it off. I would imagine it's painful. Yeah. Because um, oftentimes I think what, what drains our energy, women's energy, and we're putting a lot of focus into, and we're realizing that we're giving a lot of energy to things that aren't feeding us back. That part. <laughs> and so that's having that conversation and saying, hey, this isn't, you're not getting, you're not, you're not being uh, poured into. Mm-hmm. You're not, you know, this, there's no reciprocal yeah. <laughs> energy sharing in yep. this and whatever, you know, said thing that's, that's being drained mm-hmm. and having that conversation and and having that realization, and then also, if you know, we need to have may his peace be with you mm-hmm. to, to, mm-hmm. to end that, then that mm-hmm. is that's also an, another level uh, of discomfort. Yep. That, you know, yep. and comfortability to, to let go of those things. Yeah, and it's funny because some things women will, they will come to me and they're, this is what I, this is what I've got to do this. And one of the questions I asked, and I had this from a coach that I, I get coached too as a coach as well. Mm-hmm. And the, I love this question. She's like, what evidence do you have that you have to do that? Or what evidence is you, that this is true? Mm-hmm. And it really made them kind of stop. Because a lot of things yeah. we put stuff and say, oh, yeah, I got to do this. I got to do that. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Why do you have to do that? <laughs> and then it's like it stops them in their track like, what? Yeah. Like, yeah, you. there are a lot of things that we kind of are self-imposed. Absolutely. And we say, oh, yeah, I got to do that. You have to do that, or you choose to do that, or you've been doing it so long that you're programmed to do that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that that's that's where we really go in. I mean, we uncover everything. Mm-hmm. It's it is a like a metamorphosis process. Yeah. yeah. When you spoke about the spoke, right? Mm-hmm. So you gave all of these different spokes, mm-hmm. and at the center you mm-hmm. had something rooted and grounded. Mm-hmm. Um, as therapists, we often talk about boundaries. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the boundaries and how we identify things and where we come from with stuff, Mm -hmm. which is what you just spoke about. Mm -hmm. So you have an idea. You someone told you this was a relevant idea Mm -hmm. or was necessary. Did someone tell you or did you tell yourself? Mm -hmm. But that spoke Mm -hmm. that rooted process of creating a boundary. Mm -hmm. How important are those two things the spoke and the boundary to bring them together? Well, I would say as far as a spoke that, you know, those spokes, those are the things that you've got to identify. You've got to write them out. So a lot of times I have to help clients write out what is around that wheel. Mm. You know, they they may like like, for example, career, they may put career. They might have a side hustle and a whole bunch of other things and they put it all in that one bucket. It's really separate buckets. So um, that's the first thing is really identifying that. And as far as the boundaries, you know, the boundaries is really, those are the things that you have to set up for yourself so that other people can't consume so much of your time. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're, if you're involved in your, you know, in our case, sorority or church or different activities, a lot of times if you're not careful, you get roped into things that you really don't want to do and really take up a lot of your time and really don't serve you well, mm. but you feel obligation. And so those boundaries are really that ability to say no. Um, and we, we as women, we tend to want to explain everything. Oh, I can't do that. Oh, girl, I can't do that because mm-hmm. of this. You don't, 
really have to give everybody an explanation. I, I remember working with a client one time, and I shared this story, um, and this was an off session, and they needed some time, and so I was able to work some time in. Um, and it was just more of a question. Sometimes we have little short, quick sessions. And so at that time, I had an appointment. I had an appointment, and I said, okay, well, now we're um, – Here's the time. We've yeah. committed to that time. And I said, mm-hmm. okay, I'm, I'm at my appointment, so we'll, we'll chat at our next session. Well, that appointment was dinner with my girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Did I tell my client that it was dinner with my girlfriends? No, because I don't owe that explanation. They needed my Absolutely. time. I told them when I had the time. And then once that time was up, then I was able to move on. So it's, you know, it, those are the type of things that we have to set the boundaries mm-hmm. versus allowing other people to do it. Absolutely. Okay. Um, that brings me to something, but I'm going to go there when we come back after this break. Um, but stick with us. Um, stay tuned in. We will be right back um, for some more questions um, with Ms. Lovely Cassandra. Stay tuned to Fix Your Focus. Let's chat therapy with Syed and Alicia. If you're just now joining us, you're listening to Fix Your Focus, Let's Chat, Therapy with Saida and Alicia. Um, Our guest today is Cassandra Johnson. Uh, Cassandra Johnson is the CEO of Destined to Be Great, uh, which is an executive coaching company focused on helping professional women reduce stress, improve their time management skills, and ultimately create a personalized personalized life harmony plan. Um, So before the break, if you're just now joining us, we were really talking about some good nuggets in regards to um, women creating boundaries, identifying the things that they want to do within their career, and how Cassandra helps coach them and get them to that spot. So right before we went on break, you were talking about making the time, right, and how it is so difficult sometimes for us to say no. Mm -hmm. And it really piqued my interest because I know for myself, when I went into private practice, that was always a struggle for me to move my clients around Mm -hmm. and feel somewhat like guilty, right, Mm -hmm. if I couldn't get everybody in Mm -hmm. in every single spot. Mm -hmm. So obviously over here, my counterpart over here, um, (laughs) Alicia got me together to say like, hey, Saida, you have to create the time and the space to do the things that you need to do and not necessarily feel guilty about creating that time. Mm -hmm. So is it often something that you see in women that you work with Mm -hmm. that is difficult for them to say no? Mm -hmm. It's very difficult for women, especially, you know, as professional women, business owners and things like that, because they feel that, you know, they're very driven. You know, we're all very driven. We all have a, this is where I want to be, whether it be in your business or your career. And because of that, it's like, especially if you're, especially for younger professional women, they feel like they're still trying to make their mark. Mm -hmm. But even with that, you have to be careful with that because I'm like, what mark are you trying to make? Mm Got to be real clear on that. Um, And the other thing is, again, the reason why they don't say no is because it's that, it's that feeling of I've got to be a part of this. I've got to be in this organization. I got to be visible here. I got to be visible there. And, and before you know it, you, your time is completely sucked up. Absolutely. You're not getting enough sleep. You know, one of the things that I coach my clients around um, with time is we go through an exercise with really looking at your time. You got 168 hours in a week and we start taking out the things that are non-negotiable. So sleep, 
you know, do you know the saying, sleep yeah. when you're dead or sleep is overrated? No, yeah, sleep you need sleep. Mama right. needs her sleep. I got to get my sleep. So mm-hmm. how much how much sleep do you need to get? It's at least seven to eight hours a night. Deduct that. Like we really drill down. So you really, this is the amount of time you have to do all these other things. And you got to pick and choose what are truly important things or what other people are imposing on you as important. So uh, that's something that women really, really struggle with. And it's also harder for moms, you know, professional moms, because, you know, when you you got kids again, but even with that, taking those moments for yourself or, you know, getting that babysitter or or take, you know, taking those little times, whether it be in the bathroom, you might have to close the door for about 15 minutes (laughs) and let them run, run a little bit. Mm -hmm. But really it's, it's, those are the things that are a really challenge for women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think even what you spoke of, and even in business, mm-hmm. uh, I think sometimes women will have an uh, easier time saying no in their personal life. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to where they are with their uh, admirations for, uh, you know, their entre- entrepreneurship in their business, they mm-hmm. want... They want to uh, be viewed as a Mm go-getter. They want to make sure that they're putting their best foot forward, Mm -hmm. and they'll make a lot of compromises Mm -hmm. uh, just to, you know, make sure that they're letting people know that, you know, this this business I'm working on is not a project. I'm Mm -hmm. serious about business. business. I Mm -hmm. want this to grow. And so finding ways to create those boundaries even in in your own business because now you you can't blame you know the corporate it's America for uh, for overworking you. you. know, it's like you are overworking mm-hmm. you. And so for myself, you know, and I guess how I had to have that conversation with Saida was I said, "Oh my goodness, I'm not, I'm a horrible employer. I haven't given myself a lunch break today." Mm, there it is. You know? There it is. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so I, you know, I had to talk to myself and and create some balance for myself. And so you know, having um, having that conversation with yourself and mm-hmm. and, and coaching women to do that. I'm sure it's been, um, especially women in entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Entrepreneurship is just like the buzz now. Everybody, mm-hmm. you know, definitely wants to create general uh, generational wealth mm-hmm. uh, for their family. So that it speaks so true. And finding mm-hmm. harmony within yep. in in yourself. What, what do you feel? Um, would you say has been like the the biggest struggle for those women in entrepreneurship specifically, mm-hmm. since that's such a big buzz right now finding that harmony they don't have a most of the time they don't have a schedule they feel like they have to work all the time and just like if you have a job and you work from (laughs) eight to five nine to five or what have you Mm -hmm. you need to have a schedule in your business Mm -hmm. I had a friend that um, they had a business and they took vacation they had a job and a business they took vacation from their job but they worked their business the entire time I said well then you're not taking vacation Mm mm-hmm they were like, what do you mean? I said, you're not taking, you're not off. Yeah. Vacation is vacation, mm. meaning no work, no business, no, yeah, yeah. So time, that, that setting boundaries. So yeah. if you, if you have a, a full-time job and a business, then what are your, what are your office hours? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can set office, you can set out of office on your business email as well. Mm-hmm. You can set it even on your personal email. You can say you're on vacation. The feeling, the need to respond to everything at all hours, if you do that, guess what? They're going to expect that. Absolutely. So that's the biggest thing that I found with entrepreneurs. Yes. And I also think it's a fear, right? Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. there's a fear associated with like, oh, man, so I got these, if if I don't, if 
if I turn my out of office off, you know, and I'm gone for a week, mm -hmm. oh my God, I'm coming back to 100 emails. Did I miss business? Mm -hmm. Yes. Did I miss money? Um, mm -hmm. Did I not respond to somebody? Mm -hmm. Like all of those fears and getting those fears in check, yeah. especially when you're creating something or you're starting or if you're trying to break into a specific field mm -hmm. and that field is, um, I don't know, let's just say it's, it's predominantly men mm -hmm. and you're a, a, a woman of color trying to step into something, mm -hmm. you know, do I have to go a little bit harder or work mm -hmm. a little bit extra than the quote unquote average person that's in this field? Mm -hmm. Those things, that fear, right, yes. is, is is so driving. It is. It's a driving force sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I think it's good the way that you break it down with the clients to say, hey, what's your schedule? Yep. How will mm -hmm. you work this? How do you identify? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I remember when I first started my practice a couple of years ago, um, I sat in on somebody's, uh, it wasn't a podcast, I sat in on something. And the guy was talking about being able to identify at the beginning of the year, how many weeks are you taking off? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Based off of how many weeks that you're deciding you want to take off, because you work for you. Mm -hmm. So how many weeks are you taking off? Okay, then you identify how much money you want to make. Mm -hmm. And when you identify all of these things, then that's what you go after. But right. you set how much time you want to take off. Yep. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All of that. How so much how money, many, all of that. How, how many weeks do I want to take off? Mm -hmm. And that started to be a part of my plan moving forward. Is that something that when you set this schedule with women that you also kind of advise them to do? Yeah, it's definitely something we talk about. And, right. and also, if you're starting a business or you're new to your career, mm -hmm. yeah, it's understanding that there's going to be times that you may work a little bit more. But yeah. even with that, there's boundaries. So, Absolutely. you know, I had a client that I worked with, and she was working 7 o'clock in the morning until 8, 9 o'clock at night. You can't do that. You know, you can't. You can do that for a short term. Right. But it's not sustainable. No. And so, you know, what are the, how, how do you, let's identify the things that are causing you to work this long. Mm -hmm. And then when you, what are the things you can take off your plate? So those are, those are the type of exercises we go through because a lot of time it's fear. Mm -hmm. It's pressure to, I got to make money. I got to make money. And, and I've learned the hard way. I think we all have, you know, when you chase money, mm -hmm. you know. That, yeah, yeah it's it, further and further away. It, get, it gets further and further away. It's it's more challenging, and even if you know, even when you get there, it's kind of like okay, you're you're completely exhausted. So mm -hmm. was it worth it? Was Absolutely. it worth? Sometimes it's okay to take a little bit longer to get that goal, so you're not killing yourself in the process. So, what's your favorite audience? What do you like to speak to? I mean, I love to speaking to young a younger version of myself oh, absolutely. <laughs> because I was yeah. I was that girl and have my mom tell it she's like you still work a lot yeah I do but the difference is I work the way I want to work and I do everything I'm doing is by choice yes. and I'm clear on that and I know when the okay time to turn it off today <laughs> mm -hmm. but so I would say a younger version of myself that woman that is still trying to make her mark in her career and and trying to accomplish some things um and really just kind of helping them identify where they want to go. So those that's that's pretty much the, the audience I love to work with. Because I can teach them how to not get burnt out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Teach them not to make the same mistakes. Yes. You yes. know, and that is, you're speaking my language. Yeah. I love working with 
uh, young adult and young like women who mm-hmm. are who are in their careers mm-hmm. or are trying to figure navigate what field they want to get into mm-hmm. and and what steps to take. Yep, um, it's such a such a fulfilling um, you know space to work with a woman. What do you feel are um, some because we are in team no sleep and and all of that uh, with young women. What do you feel are maybe like their top three struggles that 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 prevents them to finding that harmony, uh, especially even in the space of spirituality? Because mm-hmm. you said spirituality was that center. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what do you what do you feel are like maybe the you don't have to. If you have more than three, you can go. Yeah, the, the things that they struggle with, um, and again, getting back to things that I struggle with, fear of failure. Um, they put a lot of pressure on themselves, um, especially if they're first generation or second generation college grads, yeah. and they put a lot of pressure on themselves. So fear of failure, definitely. Um, I think also fear of kind of missing out. So they're, they're trying to figure out how is the best way to navigate, what organization should I be a part of, what should I be doing, you know, who should I be networking with. And networking, oof, boy, I tell you, is a, is a big struggle for folks because they, yeah. it's, you know, so that, that's one area. And, and I think also the thing that they sacrifice their, the most is their health. Mm. You know, I think they kind of take for granted that because they're young, that they don't have to take care of themselves. Yeah. And I'm here to tell you, you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you still got to take care of yourself. Um, you still have to get enough sleep, eat properly, mm-hmm. um, exercise. That's important. Yeah. And then the networking part is is definitely challenging. Mm-hmm. I find um, a lot of young ladies struggle in that area because of past like peer relationships that they've had mm-hmm. and uh, they're also in their view of themselves versus mm-hmm. how maybe the world might see them mm-hmm. the world might see them as like this shining star mm-hmm. black girl magic mm-hmm. all of the like but they don't see themselves in that same light mm-hmm. and so they see themselves a lot comparing mm-hmm. and all feeling, the time uh, feeling like um, they maybe don't have what what they need in order to show up in a space mm-hmm. to network and to, you know, sell themselves. Cause that's really what yeah. network, you know, you're connecting, you're growing, you're, you're um, kind of moving and shaking. And yep. sometimes you feel like what you have doesn't, you know, measure up to what someone else has. If you, yep. that younger version of you, uh, younger Cassandra, if she's out there listening, what mm-hmm. would you say to her? Uh, when she, you know, if she's struggling to connect and network. Yeah, I think the the best thing that you can do is to be your authentic self. Amen. Period. And if, you know, the reason why networking and things like that are such a struggle is because we feel like we have to turn into a different person. Mm-hmm. It's not natural. It's not natural. Head. So be who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to learn that as well. You yes. you have to be your authentic self because at the end of the day, you got to come home to you. Yes. So yeah, the more authentic, if it feels unnatural, it you know there's it's one thing to stretch yourself, mm-hmm. but when it doesn't feel comfortable, when you feel like you know some people talk about being at work, you're a different person than you are at home mm-hmm. or socially. That shouldn't be. Now, obviously, you're gonna you're not gonna be the way you are hanging out with your girlfriends. Absolutely. I get that, but if you're a different person showing up at work mm-hmm. than the person that is normal, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. 
there's something off there. You're not really being your authentic self. So you're chasing something that, again, you're putting more emphasis on what other people think you should be, walk, talk, act. And that at, at the long term, it never serves you well. Because yeah. what I'm hearing is two things. One, when we're talking about energy, that zaps your energy. Mm-hmm. So you are drained. Mm-hmm. When people talk about leaving uh, social interactions or leaving work feeling so drained mm-hmm. and exhausted, it's because you're basically putting on a Broadway performance Pretty from much. the hours that you're working mm-hmm. and then coming home feeling like, whew, okay, now I could just be myself. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and they don't have the freedom. They don't Exhausting. feel like they have the permission you know, you give them the permission slip is what I'm hearing you say, yep. Cassandra. Like, you ha- you can be yourself. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a way that you can walk that line of being yourself yep. authentically and, and, and being a professional and yep. being accepted. Yeah. So, so that makes me think of, um, let's say I was a client and I was reaching out to you mm-hmm. and <clears throat> being my authentic self. Let's mm-hmm. just say I don't know who that is, right? Mm-hmm. Because when we're 20s, what mm-hmm. do we know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not a lot. Not we're, we're still learning, right? <laughs> still learning. <laughs> so being authentic, I'm coming to you saying, hey, I, I, this is the true version of me. Mm-hmm. I have this vision. I'm awesome at my career. But as we start to break all of these walls down, mm-hmm. right, then here comes this tough conversation of who are you? Mm-hmm. What do who are you? What do you look like? And how does your vision mm-hmm. fit in with who you are? Mm-hmm. Because that's one of the things that I think make um, certain certain women, certain companies, certain things and projects so beautiful because we're passionate about them. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. So we're passionate about our businesses. You're passionate about your business. Mm-hmm. What would you tell somebody if they had a vision and it was just swimming around in their head? Mm-hmm but they didn't really know where to put it, how mm-hmm. to start it, how to create it. Mm-hmm. Well, I think part of it, I what, I what I find with talking with women is it's not always the career that's motivating them. Mm-hmm. It's something personal Absolutely. that's motivating them. So you talk about your passion. Um, what are the things, like I'm a runner, love to run, something I kind of stumbled across, but now I put a lot of energy into that, and that helps me be better in the workplace. Mm -hmm. So I really want to understand what makes them tick. You know, what what gets you excited? You know, what is that thing that when it happens or when you're experiencing it, you are totally, totally excited about it and why? And drilling down on that, that kind of helps get to – those areas, it might be something working with charities that they're very, very passionate about. That's the, it's the personal stuff that helps you get to how you support the work stuff. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's what I would do, really understanding, um, you know, what they're extremely passionate about. And then let's look at, okay, so how can we, how, how can we do more of that? How can we make more of that happen? How can that show up more in your life? And so that's that's when we start getting into more work around that. But I really drill down on the personal stuff, um, the personal stuff not only that they're doing, but the personal stuff that they want to do, but they don't have time to do. And I would say that's important too, because we often, um, just as a therapist, I know we often see people like 
I don't want to talk about my personal stuff, right? I don't want to bring that personal stuff to the table. Mm-hmm. It amazes me when people come into session, like, mm-hmm. I'm in here for this. Mm-hmm. And, and it's then, always something else. Exactly. And so Always. <laughs> and when we get started, um, I, can, I can speak for myself, and I don't know, it might be Alicia too, but being able to see that transformation mm-hmm. in okay. a person, mm-hmm. see them grow, those aha moments of like, oh, man, okay, yeah, so mm-hmm. I didn't even realize that, or Saeed, I didn't even think about that, mm-hmm. um, those moments. So having that personal stuff, I think that's really important to repeat. Mm-hmm. Identifying what is your motivation, mm-hmm. and if you can identify your motivation, um, I call it like create your own umbrella. Mm-hmm. Put up at the top what you want, mm-hmm. whatever we want to call it—a vision board, an yep, umbrella, all of that, all of these maps. Put your motivation down, and then you start building out mm-hmm. because the personal component is what brings your initial motivation. Yep, mm-hmm. absolutely, and that is what you essentially need mm-hmm. in order to really identify. Okay, so. This is a part of who I am. Yeah, that's your energy source, really, at the end of the day. That's your energy source. Mm -hmm. You know, I know when I run, I show up much better with business, with work, all of that. Uh, The person that I am, because, again, that's that's my driver. So, absolutely. And people want to keep personal and business and personal career separate. It's, it's It's all tied together. And like you said, clients will come to me for one thing. It's never that thing. We got to clean up all this other stuff over here to get to that. Mm-hmm. That helps you get to that. So, yeah. What um, got you to the idea, right, of creating the life harmony? What what kind of brought that that version on? Because did, did that start off at the beginning of your coaching business and practice? Is that how it started off? No, it was, ba- it was really balanced. Um, mm-hmm. I did, I started off doing a lot of career coaching. Then I made some shift to business. And now what I'm finding more of what I'm doing is life coaching, which encompasses all of it because you have to touch every area. Um, and what I'm learning when I do my own wheel of life all the time, that there are so many different things in this life bucket. You know, it's just I have so many different things, and I know other people that have so many different things, so that's where the shift started to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm just, how do you, walking through all of those different um, shifts in women, what do you feel is the one thing that they, um, and I know we talked about health for the younger mm-hmm. women, mm-hmm. and that may be. Uh, the answer to this question, what do you feel that they, there's like a missing piece? They're coming t- to the work feeling this, okay, I've checked this box, I've mm-hmm, checked this mm-hmm. box, I've checked this box, but mm-hmm. still, I'm still not happy, Miss Cassandra, mm-hmm. and and I'm trying to figure out what's missing. Yeah, I mean, there, there are several things. Um, relationships mm-hmm. show up, especially Absolutely. in single women, mm-hmm. and, you know, and I'm, I'm a single woman as well. Um, that fulfillment, and again, you can do all these, you can accomplish all these things with your career, business, and all of that, but if you're not personally personally fulfilled, that's, um, and some women feel that they have to have that relationship in order to be complete and fulfilled, mm-hmm. and so um, I'm finding that's an area where women struggle, if they're especially if they're not in a relationship, Absolutely. feeling that they need to be, and and it's like you got to be you got to be whole. You got to work on being whole and looking at every area before you can even get before you're going to be your best in a relationship. So that's yeah. definitely one of the areas that I says they say show up um, for women who have children or a family. Again, it's putting everything 
for their family, giving their family everything. They're giving so much of themselves, and and again, pouring from an empty cup and not not taking those moments to replenish um, and take the time that they need. And again, self-care, all of that, they... Self-care is not selfish, so you, you need to incorporate that into your day, into your week, um, into your life, yeah. so that you can still continue the pour. It's like being on a plane, and they say, put your oxygen mask on first. Well, you you giving everybody else your oxygen mask. need you to put it on yourself. So, And knowing that self-care is not just... Um going to get your hair and your nails done mm, right I, I i have to specify mm, that often hello yes. self-care is mental yes. health self-care hello. is are we scheduling something to go to the spa are mm-hmm. we getting together with our girlfriends mm-hmm. and laughing and joking no kids no partner no right. spouse just you just. and your girlfriends those mm-hmm. kinds of things um scheduling time for yourself the schedule mm-hmm. you mentioned Put yourself on the schedule. You you hit the nail on the head. That's it. We can, we can schedule everything for work, meetings, and all of that. But I'm like, yeah, that schedule needs to include personal stuff. Yeah. It's like in in that um, in creating that harmony, um, what I'm hearing you say is what I was saying in therapy. What I'm hearing you say mm-hmm. is that ha- having space of self care in all of those areas, mm-hmm. in all of those folks, in your spirituality, mm-hmm. in your in your workplace, in your mm-hmm. relationships, yep. um, so that um, you're not again get draining that energy, mm-hmm. draining that that uh, that time, and you're filling your bucket in all <coughs> areas of your life. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. You just gave us a ton of good points, right, on how if I'm that person and I'm listening and I'm trying to start my business and I don't know what to do, excuse me, or if I'm a person that's in my business, but I'm starting to feel those signs of burnout. Um, When we come back from after the break, I do want you to talk a little bit about what burnout's audience so we can get a chance to identify what that looks like. Stay tuned to Fix Your Focus. Let's chat therapy with Saeed and Alicia. So thank you for listening. You're listening to Fix Your Focus. Let's chat therapy with Saeed and Alicia. Um, If you're just joining us towards the end of the show, um, today we have been talking with Ms. Cassandra Johnson, um, and she is a life coach, and she has been talking about how to coach in the professional world, the personal world, and get the structure and the management for really creating some of the things that you need. Mm -hmm. Um, So right before we went to break, Cassandra, we were talking about self-care, and you talked about creating that life wheel. Mm -hmm. So when you talk about the life wheel, one of the things that we kind of want to follow up with you on is what does burnout look like? You know, burnout looks like, uh, you, again, you're not doing the things, you're not taking care of your health, you're tired all the time. If if it's always a struggle every single morning for you to get up, mm-hmm. and by the time you end the day, you're completely exhausted, and that's a daily occurrence, that's, that's definitely a big sign of burnout. Um, you know, again, when you have those extremely long days, if, if extremely long days, six, seven days a week is the norm, mm-hmm. you know, those are definitely signs of burnout. Your energy is definitely low. Um, it, again, you're doing, you're doing way too much. You don't really have the time. Those, when you think about those self-care moments and you don't really have any in your plan, and it's all work, it's all business or what have you, that those are signs of burnout because eventually that will catch up with you. 
definitely will. I, I could imagine, because um, as a therapist, a lot of times um, they will come to me uh, saying like, oh, I had a panic attack. I'm, you know, mm-hmm. I have anxiety, and it just anxiety. came out of nowhere. Yep. And then we're talking, and I said, ooh, your body's telling you he's had enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. we've had enough. Uh, and it's like there's either things that have been, haven't been addressed, or mm-hmm. again, you all of these folks that you talked about, mm-hmm. there's just a lot of the fillers are, are unchecked, are yep. left unchecked. And so um, what would you recommend to young Cassandra? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what would you recommend to her uh, in that area of, of burnout to, to help rebalance things, restructure things for her schedule, for her life? What would you recommend to her. Yeah, it was funny. You were talking about kind of like a to-do list. And when you think about your to-do list, everybody, mm-hmm. um, not everybody, but people tend to put so much on their to-do list. It's uh-huh. usually a very long to-do list. Mm-hmm. And that to-do list shouldn't be very long. <laughs> so, it, you know, if you've got more than more than five items on your to-do list a day mm-hmm. and they keep getting pushed off, there's, there's something wrong here. If, you, if they're not getting done, um, so really, I, I would help them identify these are what are the things that absolutely have to get done. Yeah. Period. Mm-hmm. And what are the things that you know? It's it's one thing. I almost create a, a daily to do list, and sometimes I have a weekly to do list. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things. Some of those things on that weekly to do list are things that maybe I don't have to get them done today, but I do want to get it done by the end of the week. It's the difference between learning from what's urgent mm-hmm. versus what's important. Right. Absolutely. And, and I think we think just because it's important that mm-hmm. it's urgent. Right. And that's not necessarily the mm-hmm. case. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And again, even for the things that are important, what are the consequences of, you know, if it doesn't happen at all? Mm-hmm. And if the answer is, you know, there really <laughs> there really aren't any, then it's not important either. Yeah. <laughs> so that, you know, that's definitely a, yeah. a big one. Yeah, that's good stuff. Fleshing out, making sure even if you feel it's important to you, Looking at it, stepping back, big picture, mm-hmm. it may mm-hmm. not necessarily be. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we just like checking boxes. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes us feel a sense of accomplishment. That's not a bad thing, but when that becomes your whole, yeah, you know, the way you operate, mm-hmm. that could be, that could be harmful. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So, out of everything that we talked about today, and it was a lot, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, what would be the message? that you will leave to somebody that was listening mm-hmm. that something out of this conversation resonated with them? What would you, what would you say to that? I think the, the biggest thing is we ha- you have to move to a place where you are always operating as your authentic self. That's your starting point for everything. Because if, if when you're doing things, if you're constantly doing things to impress other people, it, it's not natural. So that that's your going to be your starting point for everything. And then really identify, you know, once you do that, then you're able to really identify the things that are most important to you and focus on the things that are truly most important to you. Not what everybody, not looking left and right, what everybody else is doing. What are the most important things to you? And you can then create, rather than having other people design your life, you're able to design it for yourself. You know, because you can you can either design your life you can design your life or you, it can be designed by default. Mm-hmm. You know, created by default. Other people can tell you who you are, what how you show up, or you can decide. I like that design. I mm-hmm. like that language because um, it it takes um, I think 
like we talked about when we first started, there's all these voices that mm-hmm. dictate what what we're supposed to do mm-hmm. and what our life is supposed to be like. Mm-hmm. But design, for me, provokes creativity. Mm-hmm. So that means I. Mm-hmm. You're in control. Eyes and creativity. I like to look at the word and like, look, you see, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason you get to design mm-hmm. your your life and what makes you happy and mm-hmm. creates your own mm-hmm. harmony. This is where the yeah. I being being selfish, yeah. the I, this is where it should be all about I, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I mm-hmm. and this is what I want to do. Yeah. It's awesome. <clears throat> and then it's also knowing the negative connotation that we have with selfish, mm-hmm. the word selfish, mm-hmm. right? A lot of people can't identify what that means, mm-hmm. but sometimes you have to be selfish for you. So you can complete the life mm-hmm. will, you can complete the spokes, you mm-hmm. can have some boundaries set in place. Yep. That's the whole reason at the root of it for identifying some of those things. Yep. So you can really get to the level of identifying, this is my motivation. Yep. This is what it looks like. This is what I'm building. Mm-hmm. And so I have to take all of these steps, mm-hmm. right, in order to build that. Yep. Um, so everything that you've shared with us today is amazing. Um you definitely might even tell me some stuff I need to change on my schedule. <laughs> Just maybe. <laughs> hey, even as a coach, for me, you know, it's it, you know, I, I I'm constantly evolving as a coach as well. So, oh, of course, you We're know, I got I got I have to be that representative <laughs> of for my clients as well. Yeah. Well, that's the personal piece, right? Yeah, that's the personal, the personal piece. Personal yeah, to the professional. My life harmony. When I talk about life harmony, I'm like, cause I burnt myself out over two dozen times. Yeah. I'm telling you because I created it for myself. Absolutely. <laughs> I had to do that. Yes. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so how can audience members find you? Well, you can. Um, my website is destined, the number two, the letter B, great.com. You can find me on Facebook. Probably Facebook and Instagram are probably the best place. So mm-hmm. destined, the number two, the letter B, great coaching. Um, so that's my Instagram and Facebook handle. And then I'll do a little bit on Twitter. Destin, the number two, the letter B, G-R-T on Twitter. Okay. So thank you so, so much for joining us today. I appreciate everything that you have spoken to us about um, mm-hmm. and share it with the audience. Uh, any any last-minute tidbit that you want to leave? You know, I, I did share this on, on one other show, and I this is kind of the way I live my life. With um, Irma Bombeck has one of my favorite quotes, is when I stand before God at the end of my life, I would hope that I would not have a single bit of talent left and could say, I used everything you gave me. Awesome. That's what I'll leave him with. All right. Well, thank you so much, everyone, um, for joining Fix Your Focus. Let's chat. Therapy with Saeed and Alicia today. Um, Catch you guys next time. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. We will chat with you next time.